1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have two of a famous foursome talking about growing into YouTube giants with their larger-than-life experimentations. But before we get to our guests, we have a couple of notes for our listeners. We did have a few slight tech issues with my audio. You will hear a little bit of an echo throughout the episode, but the good news is our guests sound amazing. Also, Food Network Obsessed will not release a new episode next week, but don't worry, We'll be back the week after next with a brand new one. Make sure you're following us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. All right, now let's get to our guests. They are your favorite internet attempters and now the hosts of the new show, No Recipe Road Trip with the Try Guys. It's Ned Fulmer and Zach Kornfeld.
3: Zach and Ned, welcome to the podcast. Uh, First things first, since there are two of you uh, that will be speaking today, can you each introduce yourselves so our listeners know who's who?
4: Hey, I'm Ned. I'm Zach. People say I sound like Squidward, so...
5: (laughs) (laughs) People say that my voice is occasionally grating. Yeah.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, the, now, now we have that sorted out. So we can get, <laughs> get going with this. We're so excited to have you on the pod today because you have a new show coming out called No Recipe Road Trip with the Try Guys, which we Woo. are going to talk all about a little bit later. But I actually want to start with your channel, the Try Guys, which has almost 8 million subscribers on YouTube. We are missing half of the group. So shout out to Keith and Eugene. But can you kind of walk us through how you all met and how you came to be?
5: Yeah, absolutely. We've been making videos together for almost, what, nine years, eight years? Oh, long time. Long time. (laughs) And, I mean, we began as digital producers. We were just interested in making videos, viral videos. Uh, Eugene and I came from behind the camera, film school background. Keith and I came from in front of the camera. Just a lot of live performing, a lot of stage shows. So somewhere along the way, Eugene and I had to figure out how to be charismatic, and these guys figured out how to edit. Uh, But in the beginning, (laughs) we were making videos just trying to understand the Wild West of the internet. I mean, when we started, Facebook had just launched their video program, their platform. So It was uh, just a lot of experimentation. We started experimenting and we found our way into this format that became the Try Guys. Uh, Our our beginnings were humble. It was trying stuff. Uh, Our first video together as the four of us was trying on women's underwear. We did (laughs) stuff like a labor pain simulator and swimming with sharks. And it began with this idea of exploring People's passions and identities. And over time, that evolved and expanded into many things into this independent company, into creating a fleet of shows. And as we were thinking about what are things passionate about that we can try and understand, uh, we found our way into the world of food, which is probably the thing that people, one of the things people care most universally and intimately about. It speaks to who they are where they come from, what their comfort is, how they express their love to people. And uh, I'm really bad at cooking. So that was a (laughs) perfect marriage for us to mine some comedy.
3: It is internet gold, um, as they say, for sure. I mean, your experiments really range from, you know, wacky to deeply informative. But I feel... Maybe the heart of your content is very earnest. There is something admirable about just, you know, trying something new, especially as an adult. We get very set in our ways and we're scared of, of trying new things. Where did this curiosity come from?
4: Well, on that very first video, we were the only four people that were willing to do it. (laughs) Uh, That's part of it is I think we're for people that are, are interested in trying new things and exploring ideas that we've never encountered before. Um, And you're right that there's an earnestness to it. Uh, Anytime you're being invited to someone else's space that they, live and breathe it all the time, I think it's impossible to, you have to treat that with respect and sincerity. We are a comedy show, you know, we make we make jokes but they're often about us and how bad we are at, mm-hmm. say, Alaskan dog sledding or... The jokes are at our K-pop expense. K-pop dancing, whatever it is. Uh, jokes are <laughs> at our expense. And we try to sincerely understand and learn about whatever we're
5: trying. And can I be real? There's, there's a feedback there as well because when... You're trying things and putting yourself out there willing to fail, willing to look stupid, willing to fall flat on your face, whatever metaphor you want uh, of doing something you're not comfortable with. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. And so we had the the feedback from the audience, right, of like, cool, people like when we do this. That's always makes you feel good, right? That's an endorphin mm-hmm. rush right there. But also the, the personal satisfaction, the ways in which we grew as people from doing all these things. I mean, our job... Is experience. It's the greatest thing in the world. We mm-hmm. get to go just do a bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, notch our belt with different <laughs> life experiences. We're, we're in, insanely lucky. And that's why the title of our book was called The Hidden
4: Power of Fucking Up.
3: <laughs> um, which is so, so important to really um, understand and, and come to terms with. And as you kind of alluded to, I mean, you often try experiences that you may not have otherwise when you are stepping into someone else's shoes oh, yeah. or heels, um, as, as was the case in one of the episodes. Can you think of some moments that that really changed your perspective or attitude towards something?
5: Oh, there's so many. I mean, <laughs> uh, one that comes to mind is in the early days, we did a drag performance and I, I have never been the most masculine, macho, manly man. Uh, that it's just not who I am. It's not hard to figure out if you look at me, too. And so when I was younger, that caused a lot of stress and anxiety. I was like, I'm not I'm not the tough sports guy. Who am I? I'm not a man. Um, and honestly, doing that video, frankly, allowed me this this comfort in, in embracing the beauty of like, like, it's okay to, to embrace your little femininity, or it's okay to not be a traditional man one way or another. Um, I thought that was really freeing and empowering. Um, but we've also done videos just like, you know, I mentioned the labor pain simulator. These are all really early on videos. But just having that even a hint of awareness for what our mothers went through, or in Ned's case, his partner went through, like those things are, are so emotionally moving.
3: I mean, what what kind of feedback do you get from, you know, your your viewers, your audience, you know, people that follow you when when you are kind of putting yourself out there and you do kind of have a a little bit of a, a revelation about something?
4: Well, we were fortunate in that we get to meet a lot of our fans. We went on a international tour in 2019 and did a bunch of meet and greets beforehand. Even now, we'll do digital virtual meet and greets. And as we were touring across the country for No Recipe Road Trip, we'd see people everywhere we go. And anytime we meet people, a a common theme that comes up is saying how impactful our content was, in that it made them made them feel happy when they were sad. It kind of made them feel less alone, or encourage them to try something that they were uncomfortable with.
3: And as you mentioned, you one of your very popular series is without a recipe where you guys are trying your best to create anything <laughs> from, you know, bread to dumplings with nothing more than just the ingredients themselves. So, who came up with this? Sometimes not even
5: the ingredients. We're just (laughs) we're trying to figure out what the ingredients are. True. (laughs) Based on an escape room, like a culinary team
4: puts in (laughs) some red herrings, and you're like, I don't know. Is is does Xanthan gum
5: go in cheesecake? I don't know. (laughs) I still don't know.
3: (laughs) I mean, who came up with the idea?
5: So this, I I remember this so well, specifically because I we were at lunch, and I was like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was such I thought it was so dumb. But uh, I think, like Keith and Eugene were watching a lot of Great
4: British Bake Off yeah. and they're like we should just like try and bake bread without a recipe. And I remember we were like, <laughs> thinking like What are you like, talking about? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't that doesn't sound very interesting.
5: It it kind of began as this idea of a spoof. Like let's take let's let's do a send-up of a really polite uh, a cooking show but then let's but put chaos, the chaos of, of these idiots into it flour <laughs> spraying everywhere and that is what it was and it, it kind of simultaneously is a spoof and a love letter to cooking competition formats because we are you know our characters are people that should not be in that position but mm-hmm. then at the same time we are we're giving that wish fulfillment of the audience who's, you know, you're sitting at home, you're watching Shopped, and you're like, I bet you if I got that basket, I could do something cool with it. Uh, so it really was us. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just another format for us to explore. And we were floored by how well the first one performed. And so <laughs> it, it's as performers, as producers, it's one of our favorite things, if not our number one favorite thing to make. because mm. There's just so much. It's the perfect format. There's so much room for comedy and and failure. I mean, you talk about embracing failure. When you are baking, if you even if you have a recipe and you get something just a little bit wrong, <laughs> disaster. Now try doing it with no know how at all, and things <laughs> go off the rails pretty fast. And a lot of different people can enjoy it, right? If you are a a, a
4: professional baker or you're a, a like a, a very good chef, you can appreciate all of the ways that. We're going wrong uh, and enjoy that as well. And if you have limited experience in the kitchen, you can learn a thing or two from the experts and be inspired to go a little bit outside of your comfort zone and maybe think, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try uh, cooking without a recipe tonight. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't have to always have an exact set of instructions in the kitchen.
3: Yeah, I mean, I like to do that when I cook, not when I bake. <laughs> I mean, I'm well. First of all, I'm not a good baker to begin with. Yeah. Um, I think there's too much science involved. But uh, no, that's very, I mean, bold to to, to try some baking recipes without an mm-hmm. actual re- recipe. Um, how often are you overly confident and then end up being humbled by the results? <laughs>
4: I think so anytime you're confident, time. you're gonna get humbled all the time. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I and I love cooking. I'm a pretty good chef, but yeah. when you don't have a recipe, it's like unless you've made that dish a bunch of times, mm-hmm. you can really mess up quickly. <laughs> Uh, And sometimes it's impressive and it's like, oh, it's so great. But uh, oftentimes it's like, wow, I didn't realize that would happen. Even just just this week, we're making some, we're doing a season of six episodes on our YouTube channel uh, this winter that we filmed this past week. I like, uh, we were making an illusion cake as one of the episodes, a cake that looks like something else. I put way too much milk in the cake and then I'm sitting there waiting for it to, to cook. I'm like, it's still jiggly, guys. It's still jiggly guys guys what's happening why is my cake not baking
5: it's really really jiggly you guys and i did something i won't spoil it but it made people's tongues numb how Ooh. fun
3: okay well that's a talent
5: yeah <laughs> we, we were like how could what what even could i have done and we have some theories but you, you never really know
3: okay well that's a great teaser I'm, I'm excited to see that when it comes out uh i mean after hundreds of trials, experiences, how comfortable are you with failure and what keeps you curious and coming back when, when things don't go the way you, you expect or hope?
4: You know, it's still disappointing to, <laughs> to, to do something you thought was going to be great and then it's not. But I think we're definitely, we're absolutely comfortable, like, you know, putting ourselves out there in ways that, you know, d- 10 years ago, maybe you we're too uncomfortable and you don't really
5: want to go for it. Yeah, I mean, we have the benefit of if we fail, it's going to make really good content. So that's always <laughs> the, the mental fallback of like, well, at least I made good I TV. succeeded
4: as a performer, comedian, and
5: video producer. A hundred percent. But it's uh, I, I think if you are failing at, let's say you're doing roller derby for the first time, you just need to reframe your perspective of, okay, this is where I'm starting. And yeah. you know that, I mean, for us, at least the failures tend to be the most memorable experiences. And they're also where, you know, growth begins.
3: But you're, you're not trying to fail, right? Like you're trying to actually like succeed. You're not just trying to fail just for the comedic, you know, the comedic. No, aspect we're, we're
4: trying to succeed. I yeah. mean, sometimes we'll do an idea that's like we know is probably not a great idea. But <laughs> mid, in the back of your head, you're like, well, maybe it could work out. Like I put a half quart of ice cream in a cheesecake because I was like, this will be funny. And in the back of my head, I was like, this is not how cheesecakes are made.
5: But what if I can make it work?
3: (laughs) But you know, what if you were the one that discovered some amazing, you know, cheesecake hack with ice cream? And then you're genius.
4: You never know.
3: Never know. Coming up next, Ned and Zach give us the scoop on their new show, No Recipe Road Trip with the Try Guys.
1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
3: Well, you guys are definitely putting yourself out there for your new Food Network and Discovery Plus show. Oh, yeah. No recipe road trip with the Try Guys, which premieres next week. Yo. So can you tell us a little bit about the show and what sort of you know shenanigans you're cooking up across the country?
4: So we talked about baking bread without a recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes that same idea of getting in the kitchen without a clue of what you're going to be doing uh, to real restaurants, real chefs. Uh, <laughs> and we're actually cooking in the backs of professional restaurant kitchens, trying to do what they do,
5: what their signature dish is. With no recipe. And it is, I mean, let me tell you, professional kitchens, whole different game. Uh, <laughs> most of them, okay, I'm used to cooking with like my, my oven has the, or my stovetop has the low, medium, high. Mm-hmm. These things have the notches singed off. You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta go by feel. Yeah. Even the oven, you just have to turn it on and then use a temperature gun. So like they're all going by feel. They've done this a million times. We, we cooked on a, a walk at a Thai restaurant mm-hmm. with the giant flame. I mean, it was, Real adjustment. We tried baking croissants with no
4: recipe, which is impossible, by the way, uh, <laughs> at, at a professional bakery
5: where the oven is as big as you could walk into it. Yeah, that was
4: terrifying.
5: <laughs> Did not trust myself with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really fun. I mean, we're, we're going across the country, so we're trying dishes and getting to do things that we never would be able to do on our YouTube channel because we are in the actual space. And it's really fun to interact with all these incredible chefs across the country, talk to them about what they do, why it's special, how the the locale speaks to the food that they make. Uh, It was a really fun time.
3: You mentioned it. I mean, you're in Nashville, Los Angeles. Charleston, Atlanta, Santa Barbara for this series. So yeah. first of all, what was your favorite city to visit out of
5: all of them? Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna create some regional wars <laughs> around here. I mean, for me, I had never been to Nashville or Charleston. So that okay. was really fun, special. And then my Charleston is where we ended, so that's got a soft spot for me because we we did a little partying in Charleston. My fiance came out and visited. We stayed there. We uh, saw some good music. I I really, and the the oysters there were so good. Yeah, Mm. such amazing
4: seafood in Charleston. I was really impressed. It was a lot of fun. I had this impression of Charleston as sort of a a very polite city, maybe even a little like, you know, slower pace. Um, But we were there over St. Patrick's Day weekend. I was like, oh, this is, this is a There's a lot of people going out in this city. Dare I say too lit for me.
5: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hard to keep up.
3: It is definitely on my list for sure. Um, Do you have a a recipe that you recreated from the show that you love the most?
4: Um, one of my favorite uh, mad scientist creations on the show was a, uh, a squid ink pizza, mm-hmm. where I infused a pizza dough with squid ink, so it was an entirely uh, black pizza mm-hmm. with a seafood flavor, and then put like fried calamari, uh, and some you know fried you know shrimp and stuff. It was. A wild, wild
5: experience, and it kind of worked. Uh, okay, wait. There's another Ned one that I like more. He so we had a donut episode, and he decided to go savory. Oh, is a fun way to lean into creativity and sure. differentiate yourself. He did a crab cake donut. Yeah, and when I tell Ooh. you that I was like Ned, you're out of your mind. That is so gross. It was so good. It was like, it blew (laughs) us all away. We couldn't believe how delicious it was. Crab cake cake
4: donut, where I made a hush puppy dough, shaped it like a donut, and then put lump crab meat on top. (laughs) It was so good. Generous dusting of Old Bay.
3: I think I'm kind of into that. I've had crab beignets before, and they were equally as Mm -hmm. amazing as what you guys are describing. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm on board with the... little
4: fried dough fresh crab. crab cake
3: donut <laughs> I mean what what's the strategy when it comes to cooking without any instruction or or recipe or or you know basic knowledge I guess
5: Yeah you're you're again we we reference escape rooms a lot because you're trying <laughs> to go based on like okay well there's yeah. a lot of like these types of flour so it's got to be something with this you're just trying to intuit one you're pulling from any knowledge you have yeah, and if you've made it even once you can try and remember like did it have eggs? in it or like i've made a dough before so okay Mm -hmm. let's start with that and then you're just going with the ingredients and the tools around you the um the
4: pantry will be set by the culinary team who knows how to make the thing that we're making and so you look (laughs) at it for you look for clues for clues yeah
5: Yeah. For donuts, you'd be like, OK, well, it's denser than a cake, so it's got to, it's not going to be as runny as a dough, but it's like not a cookie. So, it's you know, you're just trying to uh, uh, circle around your knowledge of and rule out things that yeah. it isn't.
3: And, and there is, you know, a, an element of competition to, to this show as well. You oh, guys yeah. are kind of like competing against each other with the chance to have your dish actually represented on one of these restaurant menus. How competitive does it get between the four of you?
4: We get pretty competitive. I mean, we've done a lot of episodes, so everyone's had their wins and losses, but there's definitely a couple of episodes where if you feel like you were slighted by the judges, oh, you keep a grudge.
5: Oh, we, (laughs) let me tell you, and honestly, (laughs) I think that we're less competitive with each other than we are with ourselves. There's this feeling of like, If I, like, God, like, it just... One, if you just mess up that one thing and you want to get it again, you're like, that that pisses you off. But (laughs) there are still, to this day, times like from like four or five years ago where we know we were wronged in a judging. I mean, I think about Bagelgate. I, you know, my uh, yeah. my freaking bagel was a little too salty, but otherwise perfect. I got last place for a salty, salty. bagel. It was, it was Everyone salty. agreed that it was the best bagel. Otherwise, at the best texture, I'll it never forget. I'll never you can't forget. Let that go. You he's know, he's salty like about his salty bagel. I'm still salty about it. <laughs>
3: so wait, who who actually is the best cook out of the four of you?
5: Uh, I'd say the best all rounder, definitely Ned. In that, like, he is the, the likes to cook the most. Keith's a real meat man. Eugene somehow, like, he finds his way into crazy flavor, yeah. like really complex, good flavors. He he doesn't cook, but he intuits <laughs> He's it. Very creative mm. when
4: it comes to different flavors.
5: I would say that almost any answer is correct, except for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Zach, I feel like is the person that's learned and grown the most. I mean, when we started this show, you you really didn't know like anything no, I, about I cooking. Didn't, I didn't know and where now gluten came
5: from, so I crushed up pretzels because I'm and tried to put them back together <laughs> to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if I just take something that yeah, was bread, you put gummy I, bears and pretzels in well, bread. That I knew it was a bad idea. But is, <laughs> I don't regret it.
3: <laughs> okay. what about the most adventurous eater? Who who takes that title?
4: Uh, um, I would say um, Keith has a show uh, called Keith Eats Everything, um, where he'll take one bite out of every single item on menus at popular restaurants. You know, it could be McDonald's or Burger King. Um, the Cheesecake Factory is the white whale. of the menu that's too it'll be a three hour long movie uh (laughs) such a long menu Uh, but he his stomach gets put through a lot for sure and eugene is is very uh we're all adventurous when it comes to eating spice for sure
5: i mean we love we love eating different foods and and exploring different cuisines because again that's like part of learning about the world and what people care about and there's just so many delicious flavors so we we love getting out of our food comfort zone
3: I mean, what's it like? You know, you've described like your lack of knowledge, I guess, when it comes to the kitchen to actually be on a Food Network show. I mean, what yeah. has that experience been like for you guys?
5: It's awesome and hilarious. I mean, we, we <laughs> say that we're more food performers than food professionals <laughs> um, because we are performing with food. But I mean, it is true. We are... So I mean, the idea of the format and the Try Guys from the beginning, it's always been, we're going to try and look silly to help you, the audience, learn about something. And so mm-hmm. we're going to bring in an expert who is knowledgeable, who is passionate. So as you're watching this show... We're going to get things wrong. We're also going to stumble into getting things right. But as we get things wrong, you are going to learn through our mistakes. You're going to have an expert who is teaching you the right way to do it, which is then contrasted with the wrong way to do it. And as Ned said, as we've been going on, we've been growing more and more and getting better and better. So it's really fun and exciting to, to get to you know, have the audience watch us grow, to watch us learn, while also watching us make a total mess. <laughs>
3: Well, we cannot wait. Um, It's been so much fun chatting with you guys. And we are so looking forward to the show. I'm going to finish things off with a a few rapid fire questions. And then we have one final question that we ask everybody here on Food Network Obsessed. Um, So rapid, (laughs) rapid fire round, which Food Network talent would you want to try skydiving with?
5: Oh, we well just want to hang out with Guy Fieri, obviously oh, yeah, <laughs> you kidding me? When we did a,
4: I think it was like a Snapchat Video or something called Try Guys Try Guy Fieri, where we
5: all dressed as Guy Fieri. <laughs> I dressed as Guy Fieri for Halloween like 10 years ago. I don't know I feel like it's kind of, like I get The show hasn't aired yet, but at what point Is he going to send me a text message? Like, we're Colleagues now. It's just a matter yeah, of time guys... Like, what's going on, Guy? I feel like what we're just supposed this? To be friends. What Do we all guys... get to hang out At the Food Network holiday party? <laughs>
3: What if you if you skydive with Guy dressed as Guy? I think I love that would
5: this. be. Yeah, and, was... we, and then we land in Flavortown and we have it set up and it's oh,
3: I mean he's we're just one writing of the, the try next, guys. next show right there.
5: <laughs> I ate a I ate a hamburger while skydiving with Guy Fieri. <laughs> And then I actually I want to land in, like hits. someone's holding up a chicken finger. I know this is supposed to be lightning round. I'm so sorry. Please. No, continue.
3: It's OK. It's OK. No, I don't. Yeah. You guys land, you know, on a pile of like trash can nachos or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I am the salsa.
3: <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Best thing you've purchased on the Internet lately.
4: Who? oh. I have two young kids, and we bought a backyard bouncy house off an Instagram what? ad. Uh, yeah, it was got only got like $200, ad. but it <laughs> it's awesome. Does it work? Yeah, yeah. It it inflates. It doesn't have any walls, really. So oh, it's okay. <laughs>
3: not a house as much as it is just a big...
5: Yeah, it's like inflatable a inflatable yeah. mattress. <laughs> I've gotten really into uh, party lights. I've decorated my my house where at night they automatically turn on. And so you have different washes of colorful lights Ooh. and uh, really make it so I never have to go out ever again. Just party in my living That's room. That's the dream.
3: <laughs> All right. Go to takeout order. Speaking of never going out again.
5: I'm mm. just a sucker for sushi. There's a place right down the street from me that gets it right, and that's about a twice a week <laughs> order. Okay. If I'm not, if I'm not trying to cook, we just go to the same spot. Yeah, that's that's probably my answer
4: too. In an effort to be different, I will say there's this uh, Indian restaurant, Badmash, that we
5: actually got oh. last night. Kind of modern uh, twists on Indian classics. Cool. So good. It's a Canadian take on Indian food. So the guys right. are from from Vancouver, I think. They have like mm. chicken tikka, poutine. Yep. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's good.
3: Signature pizza toppings.
5: Ned's the pizza man. I'm going to let him go first.
4: <laughs> well, one, I'm of the opinion that you have to judge each pizza restaurant by, you know, a cheese pizza. But yeah, that margarita. Being si- yeah, exactly. I love margarita pizza. It's my go-to. That being said, outside of that, I mean, I'm just a a little garbage boy. I love that garbage pizza with the
5: mushrooms and onions and just a little bit of everything. I keep it classy with the pepperoni. That's all I need to be happy.
3: All right. I'm with you on the pepperoni. Uh, Strangest thing that you have written in your notes app on your phone.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Let's pull it up. Mm. (laughs) Yes. I have. I mean, the answer is so many.
3: Um,
5: I. I mean, well, oh God, these. I have. Um, a notes on watching the movie Cats. Uh, I have a <laughs> podcast where I watch bad movies. Um, try guys bleach their assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good.
3: I mean, uh, I think both of those those would qualify. <laughs> those are just the first ones you got to, right?
4: Yeah. Um. Here's something called Can It Sexy? I don't know what that means.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably taking ordinary items and trying to make them sexy. All right. Uh, oh, here are some real ideas. Boring. Just boring. No, I'm just, <laughs> that's not what you want. <laughs> you just
3: have boring written in your, your notes. No,
4: no, 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 no.
5: Um, I'm really, I'm going in deep. I'm trying to find a good, weird one. <laughs>
3: I appreciate that. I appreciate the dedication.
5: Okay. Well, I wrote down uh cocoa floss, which is coconut floss, because my dental hygienist recommended it to me. And it's like thick and it gets it's good.
3: Okay.
4: A uh, so, little
5: free plug. Baby shower ideas, cornhole, but all
4: the bags are shaped like sperm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. I, I think both of those uh those those qualify. So I appreciate okay. you guys doing the deep dive there. Um Your personal favorite Try Guys experiences.
5: Oh, my God. Personal. Okay, I mean, we've gotten to do so much. We've gotten to travel the world. We went on a world tour. We performed in Australia, which then allowed us to play with baby kangaroos. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's the answer. That's one that's going to if that's the first one that comes to mind. We got to feed baby kangaroos. Like, are you kidding me? And we were in like a, a nature reserve with them. Um, we one time did this dog sledding video where we took a seaplane to a lodge and then took a helicopter to a glacier to then race dog sleds on a glacier wow uh, and then while we were there there was an ice storm coming and one of our helicopters broke down and we almost got stranded on a glacier during an ice storm and so we like quickly had to shuttle people back and forth and we had to dismount the helicopter while it was still running and they're like go go
4: go <laughs> it was it was cool i think uh, something that comes to mind for me was the last night of our north american tour uh, just the final curtain call just it was a really special experience and seeing so many fans there people who had mm. watched us for years just the energy in the room and the i just i was just so grateful for everything that um That, you know, how much we'd been able to affect people. And I think everyone was there all experiencing a special moment at the same time.
3: Hmm. I love that. All right. Final, (laughs) final question in this, this category, Uh, something you have yet to try that is on your list.
5: I want to. We've always said we want to go to space. There's yeah, a way. I mean, we like actually na- have never gone skydiving. We've never gone skydiving, but there's a thing called the they call it the vomit rocket because most people vomit when they do it. But it you go to the edge of the atmosphere mm. and then you like free dive and then go up and then go back. And the process of doing that, you get to float in zero g's. I want to float in zero gravity. That's that's the ultimate lifelong dream from when I was a kid. We gotta make that happen. Yeah. All right. With Guy Fieri.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Skydiving afterwards. <laughs> you're
5: trying to eat nachos <laughs> with rocket. Guy in zero gravity. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, I don't think any, you might have to retire after that. I don't know if you could top that if, if that comes to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question for you guys. Um, and that is what would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want to hear what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. There are no rules so you can travel time travel spend absurd amounts of money um be served by any chef living or dead so there are no rules we just want to hear your ideal breakfast lunch dinner dessert
5: this is huge wow (laughs) this is this is this is is wild rapid fire (laughs) okay okay I'm living, okay, in the morning, I'm keeping I'm living in Asia for most of this, okay? okay. So I'm gonna be doing an asai bowl for breakfast, keeping it simple. I love my fruits, love waking up with that that little burst. For lunch, I'm gonna go with an omakase. Again, I'm a little sushi boy. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Jiro dreaming of sushi. He's gonna be serving me up some sushi. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll add some Kobe beef on there, because apparently I'm in Japan. Let's go for it. Yeah. Then why not? for dinner, I'm gonna do a cow soy. It mm. is delicious noodle dish. Uh, I add some crab meat in there. That's going to be delicious. And then for dessert, I'm going to Mexico. I'm getting churros filled with chocolate. That sounds like a pretty, Oh, but wait, Oh, I want some tacos too. Okay. And I'll get some al pastor tacos. And, um, that sounds like a pretty dang perfect day to me. Wow. Yeah, sounds amazing. amazing. Uh, I, I kind of think of like different
4: trips I've been on throughout my life. So like I would, you know, I would, I would start the day with the omelette Omelet avec frites that I had in Paris on my honeymoon with Ariel, my wife. Hmm. Uh, I have a lunch with that uh, lobster tom kha soup that we all ate together oh. in Alaska. Wait, it's just sublime. Shit. Can I
5: change my day? That was a good soup. <laughs> you get, you uh, can add it in. Add I still remember little, that soup.
4: Little midday snack, uh, some some brick fired pizza from italy we just like that's went not to this... lunch that's just a midday snack yeah it's midday I'm, snack i'm snack fully yeah. supportive yeah. of the little, of little the afternoon snack. pizza <laughs> mm. and then yeah for dinner it's really hard to to say no to a, a fancy omakase but uh i'll go with uh with a
5: you gotta do a steak seared You're a steak boy.
4: seared ribeye yeah and the um mashed potatoes from Elaine Ducasse's restaurant. Mm. Maybe we'll throw in
5: a seafood tower too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean it's your day. You can do whatever. We're <laughs> at the
5: and might as well get the seafood tower. They tend to have pretty good <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, Food Network is paying for this meal.
3: Yeah, of course. Okay. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and and any dessert to top it off, or are you standing oh, on the uh, seafood? Desserts,
4: chart? I love tiramisu. Mm. All
3: right. Yeah. I mean, sounds pretty I'm perfect. Hungry. How dare you? <laughs> I know. My stomach is growling for sure. Uh, no, sounds perfect. Sounds very on brand. And we are so looking forward to the brand new show on Food Network and Discovery Plus. So best of luck with uh, the launch. Thank you. Thank yeah,
5: we're you so We're stoked and we really hope people enjoy it. It's uh, We can promise it's unlike anything you've ever seen on Food Network before. Mm-hmm.
3: You can catch Ned and Zach on No Recipe Road Trip with the Try Guys, which premieres Wednesday, August 31st at 10:9 central on Food Network and streaming on Discovery Plus. And just a reminder, we are taking a break from releasing a new episode next Friday, but we will be back the week after. In the meantime, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more
3: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com
5: slash style. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a
1: quote, find an agent at amfam.com.